Well, welcome back to Tough Men of Faith. What's up, RT? How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Um, yeah. You ready for this? No, but okay. I'm excited to do it. We have yeah. a guest with us that we'll introduce here in a minute. Yeah. I did, well, you know, I, I just ran in here on my bike. I've been running all day. Yeah. I, I love it when you come running into the place with your helmet on. I, I was taking it off as I came in the building, so well, I scared know. the kids. We saw you. Here. I've had... I've had six different locations for meetings today. Really? Been downtown, 30 minutes south of that. Okay. All in the middle. Wow. Yeah. So you've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. Nice. Take the bike and I never, I'm never late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about this before. We have. Yeah. Let's not talk about it again. Right. So welcome back to Tough Men of Faith. Yep. How's that? Yeah. Uh, thankful for our sponsor for this season. Yep. Workforce Chaplains. Workforce Chaplains. Yep. yep. If you're... Uh, looking for some extra support for your staff, uh, check them out at Workforce Chaplains. Marcus yep. Schrader, man, just does a great job at what they're doing there. So. Yep, that's awesome. Yep, appreciate them and sponsoring us this, yeah. this uh, season. So, Yeah. Let's introduce our guest. You ready? Do you want to introduce him or you want me to? Yeah, dude, I love, I'd love to introduce him. Huh? We talked about him <laughs> just, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I think. You was, and it I did? was it yeah, good? Yeah, yeah, we talked about you on the podcast. Um, oh, we did. Yeah. Matt Roller. Hey, well, buddy. Thank you. Good to see you. I yeah. love the energy that RT is bringing in here. Like, yeah, know, yeah, definitely not me. It's like, him. are you ready oh. for this? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, great. <laughs> you know, we need to, you know, try now this next week or something. We were uh, <laughs> talking about um, memorable guests that we've had on the podcast. Yeah. I think yeah. your name was top three. Oh, wow. I mean, how, how many have you had, actually? Like, like four. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, you know. no, it's been at least five. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably more the topic because we've talked about pornography and everybody can remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Here we <Yeah>. go. <laughs> well, and we're, we're back in a the closet then. Uh, yeah. The first right. Yeah. video. Now we're wide open in this big room. Yeah, so big it looks room. good. Yeah. Thank you. I don't, I'm not as afraid as we're I was upgrading. last time. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. <laughs> the closet with. Get an eight by twelve room with three other people that changes things. <laughs> yeah. Then you the one. It's a little creepy. Then you bring up pornography, and that's, you know, <laughs> I put everybody back in their you chair. You all a bit. put me in that situation. <laughs> I, that's all on you guys. We got a lot of feedback from that episode. So okay, yeah, yeah cool. I'd encourage you guys go back and listen to that. It's back season one, I think. Been, right? wow. been a while. Season yeah. one or season two. Yeah. So, so what's taking you so long to get me back here? Well, we figured you were really busy. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> We've heard about all the growth and the things that you're doing yeah. at your church. And there you go. Big I shop pastor, man. You don't have time for us. Right. Yeah, right. I need a motorcycle, I guess, to get me around from yeah. meeting to meeting. You'd definitely be a lot cooler pastor. I mean, you look cool in here, though, in your button-down oh, shirt. Man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. You're looking trim. I try to. I, I have lost weight, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, working out, eating better. What does that look like for you? Do you mind sharing what that looks like for you? Yeah. Because so. you're a busy... Very Is it okay so. to say you're midlife, like middle oh. middle age? I feel like I am at the middle stage of my life, so I'm yeah. 51 now. Okay. But to me, I always think this is going to be my best decade, right? Yeah. So, Lord willing, if I live to 60, I'll say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I've been heavy most of my adult life, uh, most of it because of just not discipline and eating because I love to eat. I'm a foodie, mostly junk food. And uh, just, you know, when you get to a certain point, you realize you just can't keep on doing that. Yeah. And so I always loved working out, but I always loved eating bad uh, more than working out. So it, it would offset. And so you mm -hmm. just stay that way. So as really my wife, she started losing weight. And every time she has done that in our, our lives, I follow her. So yeah. not much of a leader in that area. But um, and so, yeah, just uh, uh, just keeping track of my calories on an app and uh, working out quite a yeah. bit and just really just I still have sugar I got a, a a bowl of ice cream last night but it was a very small bowl compared to what I used to eat I think so that's what people don't realize though is you can still have some crap 
Yeah, um, absolutely. You, just, you know, it just yeah. it can't be like a normal part of your diet. That's right. right. And, it, you know, the Bible says like everything in moderation. So even if it's yeah. just little bits of it, that's what I'm doing. I, I'm not trying to cut out. Yeah, but like a lot of stuff. I just tried to manage what I eat. Yeah, just so not as a little. Moderate. Yeah. 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 Do you go to the gym? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I go to a local gym not too far from us about four or five times a yeah. week. You yeah. lifting or doing cardio? Both. 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 Yeah. Because my heart, I, I have an aneurysm in my aorta, so uh, which is stable and all that's good. Mm-hmm. So but the thing that can make that thing expand is high blood pressure. Yeah. So I run uh, to, for, to keep my blood pressure good, but I do like doing weights as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm hoping I still have like eight pounds to lose so I get to my goal. And yeah. We'll see. That last like 10 pounds I think is the hardest. Oh, really? I don't want to discourage you. I can say, you are, are you a pastor? I mean, are you supposed to encourage people? <laughs> no, I'm not that type of pastor. <laughs> You're not an encouraging pastor. <laughs> Have you ever listened to my sermons? <laughs> I, I, I can't handle it. Sorry. It just, yeah. I feel sad. Well, I don't want you to listen to them because you'll find out I'm really just listening to yours and repeating oh, you so oh, We're always man. a week behind you guys. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, I feel sorry for Villa all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, you, sh- you definitely should. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked me recently, hey, because they were merging churches together and they asked me, what's my experience of church merger? And I said, well, it's when people leave IBT to go to another church. That's the only experience I have with a yeah. church merger. They merge with somebody else. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I know what that's like. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Every pastor does. They do. Yeah. yeah. Nick gets me almost cussing in, in service sometimes because he says no, hold on second a second. No, it's true. A couple weeks ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, you almost said it. Yes. Was it? No. Oh, sorry. No. I oh. no. I almost. Oh, you did. No, I, I was. I was about to say, but. In oh church, yeah. Right. So I yeah. tell people, you need to get off your butt and do something. Sure. Right. right? Oh, he was heated. Fired up. Hold on. Yeah, he heated. was fired up. Oh. So here's Worthy? the thing. Yeah. Here's the art. So. It's really like a, a sermon like geared at our local church. Yeah, right. Our church sets in the city we set in. Uh, you can pull up a, na- a map of where Narcan, like when someone overdoses, yeah. when they give them yeah. uh, Narcan, there's a heat map. You can pull up and see where that's done the most in your state. Oh, wow. So we zoomed in in our state, and you know we said, hey, there's 2,700 drug overdoses in our state. That may not mean a lot to you. We zoomed into our city, and we saw our city is the, the biggest one in the state. Sure. And then we zoomed in to our area. And it's the area where our church sets is the hottest area in Indianapolis. You've got to be kidding. For drug overdoses. Wow. And so it's like, hey, we need to do something. And then I even made it a little further. I was like, that may not mean a lot to you, but three out of my last four funerals are because of drug overdoses. Wow. So it's encouraging our church, like, this is what we think we're called to the mission field. Yeah. So I'm just setting the context here. Sure. So yeah. then, and I've been at the military all week. And so they have a different language at the military. Of course. I don't join. I, I try not to join in with them. <laughs> you try not to. Yes, but, that's good. <laughs> I know you're a preacher, right? Yes. So I know how you're not a, you're not the teaching type. Like you get up there and you get fired up. Preaching, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. You're right. a Baptist preacher. That's right. I can be sometimes. <laughs> so I was like, you guys need to get up off your, and I thought I was going to say, but oh, yeah. I didn't want to say, but, cause I thought, yeah, that's a, even too controversial. Needed a better right? adjective yeah. is what he Heine is what so I, I try, use. Well, see, you know, there I you know, go. you know, I host a tough men of faith podcast. <laughs> yeah. I can't use Heine. So I was like, I was trying to get bottom out and I couldn't. And so the whole church took it as I was trying to use like a donkey from the Old Testament word. Yeah, right. And I got, man, people were fired up about that. Not in a bad sense. It was like, you should have just said it. Yeah, I should have just said it. They have low expectations for me. 
my kids, like, I don't know, do you have this? You go to lunch with your family sometimes after church. Yes. The problem is being a pastor is you're on center stage. I know. And everyone hears everything you say. Absolutely. And then your family lets you know, like, Dad, why'd you say that? <laughs> Absolutely. Why didn't you say that? Yes. Why'd you use me as an illustration? Well, quit doing stupid stuff and I won't use you as an illustration. <laughs> I've had that speech many a time. I don't know. Nick got me going on this, man. What's so anyways, I about said that and, you know, guys like Nick are sitting out there. Yeah. Laughing. Laughing, dying, laughing. Dying, laughing. <laughs> like he's getting ready to do it. Like he's, he's there. I'm and trying to call the church to action. Like we need to do something about right. this. All right. The yeah. gospel's the hope for this. Get off your butts, bottoms. Yeah. It's that pause. It's what it does it pause. for people. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it reminds me of Tony Campalo, and I won't use the word he used, but he was uh, speaking at some event, and uh, I think you can Google this and find it. And he talked about you know, people dying because of malnutrition in third world countries and things like that. And he said, the the truth of it is most of you don't give a blank. Mm -hmm. And and everybody was appalled, yeah. right? That because it was a Christian conference and and um and then he says, the sad thing is you care more that I said that word than the people that are dying. Yeah. I've always I, that has yeah. always stuck with Next me. Next time you get fired up about it, yeah, you can, you can use get that. Get that Tony Campolo yeah. clip and I'll just get use it. Play that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, RT, the last pastor at Villa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you looking for an assistant pastor? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Depends on what your language is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so actually, I I don't have notes or anything with me today. But a couple of days ago, this kind of topic I sent to you, like, yeah. Hey, yeah. how about we talk about the church. Isn't that what I sent you? You did. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. specifically? It's going to help Nick and I out. Here. <laughs> yeah. You actually gave me three different uh, uh, kind of points or sub points. One, why do we need the church? Okay. What to look for in a church? Yeah. And then uh, how do we evangelize men uh, specifically? So, yeah, I, this yeah. would be a good discussion. What I really appreciate about you is like you're you're a local church guy, like through and yeah, through. You have right. been for years. Yeah, same church all my life. All same through. church all your life. Yeah. Um, and you encourage other churches, uh -huh. right? So you, I was yeah. just sharing with Nick before we jumped on here that you started at your church a couple months before I started here at my yeah. church, and you showed up my first or second day to pray with me. Yeah, right. Um, just to kind of encourage. And yeah, thank you. I, because, well, not to, to toot our horns, um, but, you can toot mine, you just can't toot your okay, own. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Uh, not to talk too much about pastors, but yeah. uh, I never knew what to expect, even though I had been a youth pastor, college yeah. pastor in the, in the church. Uh, it's just a different game when you're the, the lead pastor. And one thing I've noticed about that is is uh, we get lonely. It's yeah. like a lonely, even though like you got Nick and all, all your friends yeah. around, and you can have great fellowship, but yeah. yet you still are the guy and you got to make the decision. And that's a lonely, lonely place to be. And not a lot of people. And I didn't even know until I became a pastor what that experience is like. And so I think it's good just to reach out to other pastors, let them know you're thinking about them. I agree. I was on staff at a large staff at a church. I was executive pastor. So, you know, kind of like the, the second in charge, if you would have yep. in some some areas. And I remember the lead pastor used to tell me, he's like, you just don't understand what it's like to sit in this chair. Yeah. And I was young and really dumb. And like in my mind, I, I would nod my head yes, but sure. in my mind I thought, he doesn't know what it's like to have my job. And he did. And I was like, it can't be that hard. Yeah. And then you sit in that chair and it's what you're saying. It's like, it's a different ballgame. Yeah. And, and you know, I, like I think about your wife, my wife, they oftentimes get the brunt of – like if we say something in message and, and make somebody mad or yeah. 
about ready to cuss or something yeah. and make somebody mad, they tend to get the brunt of it too, and they had nothing to do with it, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like like they have to answer for what we do too. Yeah. So I think about them too. So it's 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 a challenge. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's also good too. It's good. I think it's true. Yeah. Most organizations, you know, the the lead person whether it's the ceo or president of the company like eventually yeah. you're the one that's making that call even if you have a board of directors and stuff and yep. you're going to take the the heat online and in person and yeah you know. i know and and reality is as pastors we have to even answer before god we do so it's not just what you have here on earth but that one day we're going to have to stand before god and give account of all of it yeah so, so you don't need to reply to the emails on monday <laughs> just say i'll take care is, of this is that your years. normal off day no uh no, but all those bad emails come in Monday after, oh, yeah. after you know, <laughs> know a, a rough yeah. sermon on Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to give I an account you. to anybody that sends you an email. Just text, <laughs> just write them back. I'll take care of this in a few years. Yeah. And, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you, people are more bold on text or email, you know. Oh, yeah. Rather, Keyboard you know, tough guys. Do it face to face. Yeah. I don't know. We have guys like Nick. They just tell me when I'm preaching how I'm doing. So it's, oh, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say, hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most churches, people yell amen or something. Not here. You know? <laughs> no, not here. <laughs> We still have some old timers that do that at our yeah. church. Yeah. Yeah. Let's jump into it. Yeah. Uh, so why is the church important? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, I feel like we're in a culture anymore that, um, church is, is viewed differently than what, when we grew up, you know, yeah. you and I, uh, grew up in church. Dude, and, I'm not close to 51, so I don't. Well, I know. Okay. True. <laughs> but you're, you're just in the decade below that, right? That's true. Okay. Okay. So we're close yeah. enough. And but... then I'm in the decade below that. <laughs> that uh, makes man, me feel really young. good. Good. You're young, but you got more gray in your beard than I. It's silver like. and a little bit of drywall mud. Oh, is that yeah. what it is? <laughs> you know. Um, but <laughs> I didn't have time to shower today. Well, oh my gosh, I'm gonna move <laughs> over a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, but um, you know, we grew up, and I think there was a general respect for church. There was mm -hmm. a general uh, idea that most people, especially if you're called yourself a christian you were going to go to church and nowadays it's it's really not that way in our culture and i feel like you know the whole thing of hypocrites you know too many hypocrites there yada mm -hmm. yada yada um new term that's come out in the last several years which i think it's true i'm not minimizing it but church abuse people mm -hmm. have, have been abused at church or hurt hurt feelings hurt you know some hurt that's happened uh, at church that there's just more people not going yeah and i think the rise in entertainment the rise in sports things like back long ago when i was a kid years and years ago like we never had anything on sunday uh right. baseball or football or anything like that uh little leagues and now you have you have little leagues and travel ball and fall ball and winter ball and all this kind of stuff. And that all of it happens on the weekends, Sundays yep. included. It's kind and of taking the priority off of church. It really has. Yep. And um, it, it, it's a sad state of affairs. So I say, why do we need the church? One, Hebrews 10, 25 says it's really clear. I think it's Paul that is the author, although nobody really knows for sure. Right. But, um, you know, he says, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves like, yeah. don't forsake church like it, then he goes on he said even so much more as you see the day of christ approaching so it you know we all know whatever your view on the rapture is if it's a pre or mid or post uh you, you know we're every day getting closer to that so as we're getting closer to that you know we need to be in church more yeah. and um so one I mean, the bible tells us 
that we need to be in church. But then I, I think of it as just a, a practical thing. And I, I think, you know, especially since we're mainly talking to men here, yeah. um, you know, I think there needs to be a place where where men can can see other men. as like, uh, what is it, First Corinthians 16, where it talks about, like, Paul's last comments to the church in that letter. He says, watch, stand, stand fast or stand firm in your faith, right? Yeah. Uh, be sober act like men mm -hmm. and do everything out of charity, out of love. And I feel like church is a place where men, if that's what we're supposed to do, to act like men, to, 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 to be the man of God that we're supposed to be, that church is a natural place to go see other men doing yeah. that. Yeah, it's a good, good place to witness example. that. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. Not always the case, but right. that's the way it should be. So, um, so I'd look at that. I mean, I'm sure we could flesh this out more, but that's, good reasons why to yeah. be in church yeah i agree that that sense of community for men is important. yes you know i would say historically this historically maybe the last 50 years in our culture the church hasn't always done a good job letting men act like men uh, good point um you know you, you show up you sit yeah then you show up again that same day on sunday you sit some more right then you sit on wednesday night i, I think as men we're we want to be called to action yeah we need more right we need we need a mountain to climb or yeah. something to do. Yeah, um, I think that's true. And I, f I feel like the sitting soaking, as I used to hear it, soaking sour, yeah. however preachers used to say it, um, is not a good model. It's yeah. not a biblical model. And um, it's kind of like what we've done for our kids at our church, or our teens specifically. But even our kids in the elementary age, we want it to be their church and not just their parents' church. Yeah. And so, because, um, I mean, every church has it. You see it where people get into college and they start, yep. and they stop going to church. Yep. And um, so we thought one of the ways that might combat that is if it's their church. So we have kids serving in church, whether it's being a greeter, whether it's working, uh, handing out things, uh, whether it's working with the kids, whatever it could be, uh, we have them do it. And I think it's important. So it's funny, too, how much more of a sense of community you get when you start serving. Yeah. You know, how you feel like you belong. You feel like you have a purpose of being there other than just being there for the Sunday morning or the Wednesday night. Um, yeah. You know, you kind of you have more of a purpose and more of a drive to go. Yeah. And I feel, uh, and I, I tell the church this, I believe that you'll have less complainers in the church when you have more people serving. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, usually, not always, there's always exceptions, but usually people that complain the most are the ones that do the least. Yeah. And uh, so anyway. Yeah. I agree. That sense of community, I think, is really neat. So why do I think the church is important? I mean, it's God's, for God's glory alone. Yeah. But that community we get. Yep. So when we pulled the, the stats from the health department on the, the drug overdoses in our area, the city health department put out why what they have found a reason for the drug overdoses. And I can't remember like all six things, but really all six things the church can offer. But the big one was no sense of community or belonging. Yeah. And so it's like, we have the answer for that because we have a place where everyone can belong. Like right. if you were on drugs last night, you can still come to the church, find new life, and you'll still struggle with that. But you now have a community of brothers and sisters that love you and you can belong. Right. right? So we, I think when it comes to church, right, that's... Yeah, I think it's one of the there. biggest things, too, is people that don't go to church regularly don't realize is um, we're all imperfect. 
-hmm. You know, we all struggle with something. We all have issues with something. Um, you don't have to get your life 100% right before you can go to church. You don't, you're not 100% healthy when you go to the doctor. Um, you know, you, you go with an ailment. Um, you go and try to fix that ailment. Um, yeah. Same thing with church. We don't all have it together. We're not all perfect. Um, we all have things that we struggle with. The reason we go is because we're trying to get better. Yeah. yeah. I think the more that you're, like, if you've had older people in your church, too, that have been there for years, if, if they would realize that they need to be, like, the tightest to the older, speaking into the younger, mentoring people and not get upset when people act immature or spiritually yeah. immature, you know, it's like, and it's going to happen. Right. You know, yeah. when, when you're here to help encourage them and right. to help teach them. Yeah. Um, that's so much better. If, if, if they would do that and the younger in the faith would listen, it's a perfect, beautiful yeah. scenario. Yeah, I agree. What's the second question? Um, what to look for in a good church. This is kind of weird because we should be asking the questions when we invite yes. guests and we have the it guests asking be, the questions. Um, right. yes. What to look for in a church. See, so if I, you guys might get conflicting answers here. We, we might have you some different both have good here. churches. Um, what would you say if someone came and was like, hey, I'm moving to a new town. I'm not going to be able yeah. to go to... Mr. Matt Roller's church, so yeah. I have to find something else. What should I look for, Matt? Yeah, you know, I use this saying, like, because I tell people, uh, I don't believe that everybody needs to come to my church. I, I don't I don't believe that. Do I want everybody to? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a, a selfish reason to that. You don't want Nick, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Here might. we go. I need some uh, front row buddies. Second row. Uh, second, uh, second row, row buddies. Yeah, we, don't do the right. we don't do the front row. Um, what I mean by that, though, is I don't, like, when I tell people that I think you need to be in church, I don't think you just have to be at our church, right? right. I, I say you need to find a good Bible teaching church. Now, that's pretty vague, though, mm -hmm. right? That that That's a very generic statement, and I... And so, but so for me as a pastor, I think some of the the first things that you need to look for outside of just normal things like friendliness and welcoming spirit and things like that uh, is do they actually use the word of God? Yeah. And I to me, that's utmost important. I can't tell you how many times over my seven years of being the pastor that I've had a visitor say, "We're just we're just glad you actually use the Bible." And I would say what are you supposed to use? Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. And it's not just some talk and it's just, you know, you know, it's just not some good word that you throw a verse in, but you actually use the word of God. I personally, I think that's where you need to yeah. start. Um, you know, some of the other things, as I mentioned, friendliness and welcoming and are you doing something in your community? Those are always good. So I, I think when I, if I was to be looking for a church, I want to look, are they using the word of God? And are they doing something in their community? Yeah. And because an active church like that is a growing church. A yeah. serving church is a growing church, is a loving church. And uh, that's what personally I'm going to look for. Yeah. Yeah. So my church hasn't kicked me out yet. So if that happens, that's, that's yeah. what I'm going to come looking for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Something else I like too is um, will your church step on your toes? Yeah. And uh, people don't like to get their, their toes stepped on. People don't like to feel conviction. Um, yeah. But going to a church, I think it, I think it's healthy to go to a church that um, they, can, they can preach that and they can step on your toes and uh, make you feel some conviction. Um, yeah. And not that we love it, but we sure need it. Yeah. Well, I feel as a pastor, and I, I can't speak for our team, but I know the temptation that pastors have is to not step on toes from time to time because we don't necessarily like 
we want everybody to like us. Right. Are you listening? I'm listening. <laughs> okay. I'm listening. Um, but the reality is we have to fear God more than, than man, and yep. we have to preach whatever God teaches or telling us. We need to share that. And uh, sometimes that's hard. And, like, I had a somewhat hard message. You know, I didn't almost cuss, but, you know, it was <laughs> almost, uh, you know, it was one of those hard messages. And I remember earlier in my pastoring, again, which is, hadn't been that long, but um, that I would just, like, just be reliving everything I said. And should I said this or should I said that? And I was really, in my opinion, doubting the Holy Spirit in that moment. And uh, this Sunday, it was hard. I asked only one person, my wife. I said, uh, you know, how do you think that was? Was it a little too hard? And she said, no, not at all. And she's one that would tell me the truth. I got a story on that one time. I'll tell you <laughs> uh, how she told me I did a terrible job uh, at a message. But, you know, that's another story. But um, so I trust her. And, and, you know, and used to be something that would just mess with me for a while. It's like, yeah. You know, this is why people are not coming, right? It's because you're just critical or whatever. But the reality is, a preacher, you're supposed to fear God more than man. And, and the Bible tells us all as believers to do that. Uh, don't fear man, fear God. And God gives us things we need to share it. And so you're right, stepping on toes. It's not like we're, not like we go in trying to do that. Yeah. But if that's what happens, that's what happens. Yeah. Let's jump in this third one. We're almost out of time here. Oh, so. my goodness. I'm sorry. Uh, time flies when we're talking to you. <laughs> um, yeah, the third one, why evangelize? Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the why is because men, I think men, if they can get saved, it does more for their family, for their kids, than what we even probably know. I know there's stats out about it. If you yeah. win the man, you, you, you're more likely to win the wife, to win the the children, win the family. Yeah. And and so I think that's super important. Um, you know, I think we as people put too much pressure on ourselves on what to say when we're witnessing. So I tell our church, you're 100% successful every time that you witness, 100%, because you're not, yeah. you can't save anybody. You're just supposed to share the gospel, mm-hmm. the good news. So we say it this way. I got this from a guy named Dave Gibson. He's a, a, a missions pastor up in um, Minnesota, a very large church. He says people need to know, uh, hear us listen to their story, tell them our story, ultimately share God's story. Hmm. And um, why we witness is because uh, people need to know about Jesus. And but people don't really necessarily want to hear about Jesus. You got to have a relationship first with them to at some point to hear their story, tell your story about how you were a mess. God saved you. It's all through Christ. And, and I now have faith in God and people will get saved. But I think most people obviously think we see less happening in this regard because we don't talk about Jesus enough. We talk about everything, sports or whatever, which I'm all for that. I like all of that. But we don't talk about Jesus enough. Yeah. I, I like those three things. So listen yeah. to their story, share your story, and then tell Jesus' story. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I didn't come up with it. But yeah, just take it, man. Say, yeah. <laughs> just, just own it. Like change a word or two. That's what I do with your sermons. I just I change know, the main points. I'm just kidding. I don't preach an hour and a half. So Because <laughs> you're long, right? You preach uh, long? No, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But you're it. naturally a long preacher. Yeah. Because like, you're smart. You have a lot to say. Uh, not because of that. Oh, okay. Uh, most smart people know how to do it in a shorter amount of time. But yeah, I'm working on it. I'm okay. trying to get 
30 to 40 minutes. Okay. And that might be long to say, right. but you might lose some of us over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. So Matt Roller, thanks yeah, for joining buddy. us. If you yeah. are looking for a church in Indianapolis, go to Villa, come to, go to Baptist <laughs> Temple. It's a great church. Thank I went you, to buddy. high school with there. With, yeah. At your, as, uh, your church had a school at the time. I went yeah. there. Yeah. Saw the church on the south side of Indy. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming appreciate in again. Yeah, appreciate really you. Appreciate, appreciate you being here. I'm going to say this again so you come in the in the next season. The next time they ask who's uh, who's your favorite interview, like, we're bringing back Matt Roller. Matt <laughs> Roller. All right. Love it. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us uh, on the Tough Man of Faith podcast. Got a yep. couple more interviews coming up over the next few weeks. And nice. Thanks for Share it on social media and all those type of things. And yep. make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you haven't because we're new on YouTube and trying to figure that out. Yeah, right. We are. Yeah. But, I mean, we're trying to figure out, but the producer has it all figured out. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. And thanks again to Workforce Chaplains. And to Workforce Chaplains for sponsoring us yep. this season. See you guys later. Thanks. Thanks.